This is a Level Up podcast where Tim and I provide you with the education, tools, skills, and insights you need to master your vacation rental business. Our podcast will provide you with the actionable steps to level up your Airbnb hosting game. Today, we are going to discuss the essentials of vacation rental safety. Today, Tim and I are going to discuss Vacation Rental Safety 101. That's everything from smart locks to surveillance, everything your guest needs to feel safe when they're on vacation. Tim, how important is safety today in vacation rentals? Well, John, from from what I'm hearing from our guests, it's it's growing in importance. I think it's always been important, but I'm, I'm getting more and more questions before they even check in or make the reservation about how we secure the pool. Do we have a security system? So it's top of mind. And I think just based on what's going on in the world, I think we can all understand why it's top of mind. But I think for someone who's traveling, who's away from home, uh, sometimes in an unfamiliar place, safety and security is really top of mind right now. John, are you seeing the same thing? I'm seeing the same thing. Uh, People are asking about whether there's surveillance cameras at the front of the property, they're asking about pools, are they being secured? If there's automated lighting there, how are they going to get in? Is there a keyless entry? Is it actually secure? I've heard the most, is the code changed between guests? Because sometimes owners will leave the codes static and give the same code out to every guest that comes in, which is not really secure. So those are the types of things that I've heard from guests recently, especially with all the news about the parties going on and the rentals and a lot of the crazy things we're seeing lately. Security is at top of mind. And I know you just recently did your home super secure and you have everything from A to Z. Um, What's the coolest safety feature that you have at your rental at the moment, Tim? You know, when it when it comes to safety, I, I kind of really bucket it into to three categories. One that you have to have by code. So you have to have fire extinguishers. You have to have first aid kits. You've got to have safety lights. So if the power goes out, um, there's light inside the home. So there's certain things by code you have to have. That's category one. Category two is kind of baseline for owning and operating a short-term rental. And then the third category is things that really add value to the guest stay. And uh, we tried to, to really do all three. I can't say there's any one that's cooler than the other, but I'll tell you the one that has come in most handy is having the front door locks integrated with a platform that allows you to operate mm-hmm. remotely. I had a couple of guests just recently that got to the theme parks and they really kind of had that, oh, my goodness moment. Did I lock the front door? <laughs> and they text me and they said, hey, do you have any way of checking? And sure enough, I did because I, I used the alarm.com network and I could go in and, and see. They, they sure enough didn't lock the door so I could lock it for them and give them peace of mind that they could enjoy the rest of their day without having to worry about that. So there's several things we can talk about, but uh, I really... St- try to stay on the side of that which makes the guest feel most secure 
and that which comes in most handy to just create a great guest experience. We're definitely in the future where you could lock the door from your phone. That's pretty neat <laughs> that they could just ask you if the door is locked and you can check it. It really is. For anyone managing you know, remotely, I, that's awesome. Yeah, and I think the guest is becoming more and more savvy because I'm getting questions now like, um, hey, I know you've got other people that come in the house, like your pest control people. Do you uh, deactivate their code when we're in the house? Well, that's a great question. And as owners, we've got to be mindful of that. But the only way we really make our guests feel safe and secure is they the, they're the only ones that have a code that work during their stay. So whenever a new guest checks in, I make sure pest control, uh, maintenance, all of those codes are deactivated. And then when they check out, I reactivate them so that those services can get back into the house. So they're becoming more and more savvy and they're making all of us as owners um, really keep safety and security top of mind. It's funny you mentioned the code changing because I had a situation with a host friend of mine that they rented out their unit on Airbnb and didn't change the code. And someone from their staff came in and maybe could have been a handyman or whoever. We just don't know. But someone went in there and took some items out while the guest was uh, in residence. And it was a whole fiasco. She had to have the police department out there to do a report and everything. But this could have been prevented if she changed the code, but she had the same code running for two years. Yeah, it's a great so think how many people go in and out with the same code. Yeah, it's a great, um, a great point. So what you're mentioning about having that access on the phone and you're able to change it on the fly, that's a big one. And I think anyone like who's doing this remotely, they need to be able to do that. And the first category you mentioned this the stuff like the smoke detectors and the fire alarms and the, the as needed stuff that you really need to have there before you rent. They did a study of over 120,000 Airbnb rentals and they found out only 80% of them had smoke detectors. Only 57% had carbon monoxide detectors. Only 42% had fire extinguishers and only 36% had a first aid kit. So most of us are missing the basic things. And to your point, I think it's really important that before we get into the smart stuff to secure your home, that the basics and the fundamentals are covered. And you've got to read because that's a big one. Yeah. And you've got to revisit those basics. So, you know, I've got a service that comes in once a year to change out all of the batteries and the smoke and carbon dioxide detectors. Um, You know, I've got a company that comes in to make sure that you know, all of the systems are working properly because you know it can happen, John. You know, if you're operating something on batteries, batteries die or first mm-hmm. aid kits can disappear. You know, guests may need things and, and they disappear or, you know, your fire extinguishers are, are uh, out of code. So you just have to stay on top of all those things so that if there is ever a need, they're there and they give the guest the peace of mind that they need. Got it. And a service like that cost wise, is it affordable for someone operating a smaller home? Uh, is it affordable for them to come in and do that type of check? Because I think a lot of people would see value in that. It, I, I personally haven't had a service like that scheduled in my own home, but um, what what are you thinking in terms of affordability? Do you think that's something everybody can can do is have a professional come in and check those items out? You know, I, I do preventative maintenance. So I have a a plumber come in uh, twice a year to check the hot water heater, make sure all the drains are running correctly. Uh, That's one thing that I've heard from a lot of guests that when they go to short-term rentals, drains are 
draining slowly because they haven't been kept clean. So I have a plumber come in to do that. I have an electrician come in to check to make sure that uh, all the doors, all the smoke alarms, CO, you know, carbon dioxide detectors, all of those are working. And I think I pay $150 a year combined That's for both bad. services. No. And it's the peace of bad. mind. It's the peace of mind mm -hmm. because a lot of the times the calls you get is hot water is not working, drains aren't draining. Um, and those are the things you want to prevent and not have to react to it when it's causing a problem for your guest. Absolutely. And I'm just surprised um, how many stories I see in the news about something happening and it could have been prevented by having those essential things covered or just like you said have that regular routine maintenance check so that everything can be in tip-top shape, that's often neglected. And it's something so simple and it doesn't cost anyone much, but it's something that people don't think about when they're investing in vacation rentals. It's kind of a back of mind thing and safety should always be at the front of mind. I right? agree. So um, what do you think about that new noise monitoring stuff and the occupancy monitoring? Do you use any of that? Yeah, so I use Noise Alert. That's the system that I use. Uh, there's one inside the home on the main level. And there's one outside on the pool patio. And uh, the reason I do that, I put it out on the pool patio because you know the community that our home's in has a noise ordinance. So at 10 o'clock at night, the noise is supposed to really be down to a, a very low level. And the Noise Alert helps me monitor that. And what's been great is if I see a spike in noise, I can simply text our guests and notify them that, hey, we have a 10 o'clock noise ordinance. Would you please kind of turn the music down or whatever's happening? And they've been very respectful. And then on the inside of the home, it's your first indication that a party might be happening. And not only you know, from an owner's perspective, you want to try to prevent the partying because of the damage you can do on the inside of your home. But it can also be disruptive to um, to neighbors. So yeah, we use noise alert. I think I pay nine dollars a month or something like that for monitoring, and um, it's served me well a couple of times already. But that's another example of something you got to keep the battery changed. So that's something else the electrician checks when he comes out for his PMs. And Tim, when we talk monitoring, do do we have to disclose this to guests? And because think like surveillance cameras in the front, the back or noise monitoring, do you disclose that you are monitoring to guests and how does that work for you? I know in my past experience on the major platforms and even renting privately, it is disclosed and guests appreciate that. But have you ever ran into questions from guests like, why do you have that? Why are you monitoring me? Or you just disclose and they have usually no issue with you putting safety devices. Yeah, I disclose everything. Uh, I put it in my initial email so that people are aware and not surprised. It's in my listing. And then in the rental agreement, I spell it out as well. And it does a couple of things. It creates awareness for the guests. So they, they know uh, the things that matter to you and they know the guidelines of the home. So it comes in handy from that perspective. And I've only had one guest reach out to me saying, hey, tell me more about the video cameras you use, because they were concerned that I was monitoring something that would, um, you know, really get in the way of their privacy. And, and I assured <laughs> them that, you know, all my cameras are there for a purpose. One monitors the front of the house for safety and security. 
one monitors the pool equipment for safety and security, and one the AC equipment for safety and security. There's nothing that monitors the guest enjoying themselves around the pool or inside the home. And I make that very, very clear. And usually when you do that, uh, it really provides the, the guest with peace of mind. And, and they're very happy to know that their privacy is not going to be invaded. After hearing about your placement of the devices, it sounds completely normal to me. And if I was traveling somewhere, it would be fine with me to have that kind of surveillance because it makes me feel safer um, and it's not intrusive. But I have talked to some owners and some hosts that don't understand that, that boundary. And they ask me things like, John, can I put it in the living room or in the hallway upstairs or by the pool? And I always explain, even if you want to secure the property, I mean, you can't really aim a, a camera, like a ring camera at a pool because people's children might be swimming in there. Or they might want privacy. Same with upstairs or in the living room. That's just weird. So some, some owners have that concept of it's my property. I can do what I want, but that's not necessarily true when you're renting your house to the public, right? So your placement is really good advice for anyone who wants to put surveillance cameras, there is a proper and appropriate placement and you just went over it. But I do want to reiterate that there is a right and wrong place to put security cameras and surveillance in the house. Um, But that's just my experience um, with that. Um, And your lock, can you speak about like your, you talked about how you could change the lock um, from your phone. Um, what about guests, um, that aren't familiar with using an electronic lock? Have you had an issue with someone not knowing how to use it? Um, or has everyone been pretty tech savvy and understand you put the four digits, six digits, it lets you in. Like what's been your experience with that, uh, smart lock that you have? Yeah. For the most part, the, the guests have been pretty aware and knowledgeable of entering the code, you know, depending on the type of digital keypad you use. Some of them you have to enter a check mark or hit the check mark button after your code. A lot of guests don't really read that, so they don't see it. But typically, it's just the, the call mirror that texts me, and, and it's easy uh, for them to, to move forward from there. So I would say that uh, guests are really familiar with it. And um, I try to put those kind of locks on any door that faces the outside. So I've got a door that goes from the master bathroom to the pool area. I put mm-hmm. a digital keypad on that as well so that the, the guests can easily get in and out. So just try to make it super easy for the guests. Try to put myself in their shoes and try to kind of think about if I was on vacation in this house, how would I want this house to really provide me with a great experience? And then I try to solve for those things to the best of my ability. I don't want to point out the obvious, but since you just went over how you explain and think about your smart lock, I just want to remind your listeners that at this point in time, in 2022, you shouldn't have a key to enter your property because it's making logistics extremely complicated. Um, There's situations where the guest will lose the key or can't find the key or your cleaner will forget to put the key back. So Having a smart lock system, just like what Tim uses, is extremely important to make your life easier and make your guests' experience better and easier because you won't have to worry about missing keys at any point. So if you haven't done any of this yet for your own rental, 
I strongly suggest investing a little bit of money into a smart lock. Now, everything is way less expensive than before in terms of technology. And you could pick one up at your local hardware store for yep. a little over $100. So That's exactly right. Yeah, something that people definitely need to check out. And um, your alarm system, uh, you mentioned alarm.com. Not going to get into a discussion about what brand is better, but what would you say in your experience a good alarm system should do for a vacation rental? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a great question because when I initially put the alarm system in, I chose not to have it monitored. And I did that just because I wasn't sure there was a need. But just a few months ago, I changed it to monitored. So now there's a service that's monitoring 24-7, you know, in case the alarm goes off, there's someone that's going to call me right away so I can help in any, any possible way. But the alarm that we installed, it also alerts the guest whenever a door is open. So if the front door is open, the alarm system announces front door open. The same for the sliding glass door going to the pool. That way, if you're a guest and you're upstairs and you hear that, you know that you have a child who may be going out on the pool patio. And I think that's super important. There's all oh, kinds of, is. yeah, and there's all kinds of pool security systems. I just tried to find the one that was most straightforward for the guests to use. And they seem to really like the one that they verbally hear sliding glass door open. They know right away that someone's going out to the pool. So um, I like monitored. Um, to me, there's value for the guest, peace of mind for the guest. And I found that a lot of the guests arm the alarm when they're in the house, which I was glad to, to see. So it's, it certainly tells you that their safety and security is top of mind to them if they're arming the alarms while they're staying in the home as well. So a lot of things to think about, but pool safety is certainly one. And then personally, I like a monitored system as well. And, and you speak to how guests are actually arming the alarm system. Do you ever run into a situation where they forget how to use it and you have a false alarm from the fire department or oh, of have you had that happen? Oh, oh you have. Yeah, of course. And the, the way it's set up is I get a, um, an alert on my phone, which is great because I can just call the guest and say, Hey, is everything okay? Do you want me to deactivate it? Was it a false alarm? And usually I can take care of it for them in, in five seconds. But I think the, the main thing for all of us as owners we can't think of anything like that as a nuisance. That's just providing our guests with great service. And if they mistakenly set off the alarm, hey, they're not familiar with it. This is new stuff for them. Mm -hmm. It's a simple call. Hey, was that a false alarm? Yep, great. Let me deactivate it for you. Keep on enjoying the house. Uh, but yeah, it's happened a few times. This has been another episode of the Level Up Podcast, where Tim and I provide owners and hosts like you with education, motivation, and practical strategies and tactics to optimize your profitability. Do you want to join our community? Please visit leveluppnb.io. We will be posting helpful content that will keep you up to date, and we're going to release a get started toolkit for you that has lots of free and useful templates you can use for your very own vacation rental business. Thanks for tuning in and adios amigos. Take care.